0: Welcome to the Nile Share with Dr. Dave podcast. This is your facilitator, Dr. Dave Cornelius. Nile with Dr. Dave is streamed on grokshare.com and broadcasted on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. I want to encourage everyone to find their awesomeness. It is a choice. Let's begin your learning experience to achieve your awesomeness. Howard was gracious to give me a few moments of his time and allowed me to ask him a few questions for my upcoming book, Deliver Value. You're listening to episode Agile for Humanity 14, featuring Howard Sublett, Chief Product Owner, Scrum Alliance. Let's begin. So my good friend, Howard, it's so good to see you today. How are you?
1: I'm doing just fine, Dave. It is good to see you too, even though we're on a video screen instead of face-to-face at a conference somewhere. It's a little early too, isn't it, Dave? I mean, we just kind of got started, but uh, I think we are seeing uh, we are seeing some progress happening just in a very short period of time. So that's exciting. That's for sure.
0: Well, yeah. Well, I'm, congratulations. I'm glad to, to see that. So let's jump into this uh me asking you questions you giving me answers you know uh, yeah that kind of stuff so uh, talk to me about what led you to this current position in your journey i I mean you've been in a fabulous journey since i've known you so
1: um wow so this is one of those kind of things that uh i don't know that i was ever seeking this uh it's just kind of like this this current position kind of found me it met me along my path Uh, So I I was back at the Scrum Alliance. I was there, I think back in 2007, eight or nine, somewhere in that window of time, and then um, uh, stepped out to help build consultancies. I took three months off in Eastern Europe, then helped uh, level solutions out of Boston. Um, helping to grow their coaching program and running a training program. And then um, uh, we sold uh, big visible was sold to solutions IQ. So I joined leadership team there and kind of played the same role there and helped work on our internal, um, all of our internal uh, growth there and and stuff. So then this opportunity came along after the Accenture acquisition and Accenture was a great company, but with 500,000 people, (laughs) um, even with really great ideas, it's hard to get much traction on them. So, this opportunity kind of met me along my journey. And I had enough people in the community that were asking me to please apply, please apply. And so, I finally did. So, here I well, am. We're
0: glad. We're, we're glad. We're glad that you're there. That's for sure in that position. So, at least you, <laughs> you, you get us, right? <laughs>
1: I do, I do do realize how weird and strange you are, and I'm okay with that, actually. um, I think that's the difference, is I'm not shocked by it. I actually actually expect it.
0: Which is wonderful. So so talk to me, you're like the chief product owner of the Scrum Alliance, right? You know, how would you describe value? And give me some feedback that you've received from members of the Scrum Alliance.
1: On how we describe value?
0: Yeah. How would you describe value? And then give me some examples of people said, oh, God, we're getting such great value, uh, you know, from the Scrum Alliance now that you're, you are the chief product owner.
1: Uh, Okay. So, so value and business value is that uh, hotly debated term around the, around the industry and how you measure it and how you calculate it. And I, I've never claimed to be a professional in this space and know all the answers for sure. But uh, the way i kind of look at value is it's uh it's it's what what monetary or or other uh qualities that a consumer puts on, on something based on the, either the price that they pay or the effort that they put out to receive those things. Right. And something of great value is something that, uh, when the value is, it is, is more than what that they put into it. Right. Uh, so for us in, in this organization, it's been really a shift for us to help, help us recenter on the fact that we are a trade organization of, of people. Uh, so we 've been radically focusing on the on the needs of our customers or our members of our organization if you will so there 's been some small things that we 've done fairly recently that have really um, were low effort for us in a way but produced a lot of lot of value what I feel is a lot of value or the um, uh, our consumers or our members of our organization have perceived a tremendous amount of value, uh, like negotiating um, a package deal with companies like Eventbrite for them so that uh, as they're posting courses and taking registrations, the the fees that they're paying are far less than they would have paid just when they're trying to uh, negotiate for their one company because we can ne- negotiate for you know literally hundreds and hundreds of companies around the globe on their behalf uh, and so we've gotten a lot of a lot of that kind of feedback over small things that we've tried to do for different people to help them to help our users know that we care about them and that we want them to to value that relationship with us
0: uh, yeah no, know i know it's great um, i even saw that with the um, the meetup group, you know, getting that value, you know, for, for some of the, the initiatives that I'm working on. And I said, wow, that was great. <laughs> you know, makes life uh, a little easier to deal with.
1: Yeah, yeah, we, we covered those costs. Uh, tools like comparative agility um, to where we provide that for our, for our members in our, in our database to where they can actually look at how their Agile teams are stacking up against other Agile teams to where they can kind of learn and grow Uh, And there's actually a new version of that coming out uh, pretty quickly. That's more of a a scrum master specific kind of like a personal improvement kind of a plan to where as a, as a scrum master on a team, you can enter in things that you're yourself aware of and how things are going. And then it actually gives you some actionable steps to help you get better and can help map you with a, with a mentor that can mentor you in those particular skill sets that you self-identify as being weakened, if you want. So that will be coming out in the next, probably in the next few months.
0: Yeah, I, I can see how that could be really valuable to lots of Scrum Masters, and I think you have just a little bit of Scrum Masters, right?
1: Um, yeah, we're <clears throat> we've we've got a little over one point one million uh, certifications that we've issued, but it's we're right at the cusp of one million. Um, actual users in the system, actually certificates. Nice. And we're hitting, we're in that 995,000 or so, but we'll hit a million, probably this month or so, Yeah, um, of, of real humans, so it is pretty exciting.
0: Yeah, I, I think so, I think so. So, here's my belief. I believe that you know companies need happy contributing people and to satisfy their customers and to allow a company to grow to achieve the sustainable existence share your experience that enabled the culture to create an environment for happy contributing people is nothing like them right
1: uh, it's huge <clears throat> um yeah. you know we just had daniel pink at uh, the scrum gathering in austin and his work on uh his book drive and and helping people have autonomy and mastery and purpose in their work is huge you know from past companies that i've that have come from where you set um, unlimited vacation for people. You let um, your expense policy says, we trust you. Yeah. Um, when you set up a pretty healthy professional development plan uh, and that the only approvals really is for them to go to their team and say, Look, I would like to go to to Australia and take underwater basket weaving, and it's going to cost ten thousand dollars. And the team says, I don't think that's a good use of company money. Right. Uh, then it's not approved, but there is no managerial approval in it. So um, we've we've had some real success at trying to help provide um, that kind of a culture, and it's it's really important for me that employees or team members have a have a voice in the things that affect their daily life. Um, The the vacation policies or expense policies or travel policies and all these kind of things that typically are written in a vacuum by some management or some department somewhere. Uh, We've always had an open book on those things and let, uh, let the staff or let the team members actually help contribute to what they feel like is a fair way to view those kinds of things. And I think that that... Um, that way there's no way for them to feel like it's a, it's a capricious uh, way to do it or it's something that doesn't benefit them in a certain way. And it's, it's amazing when you actually allow people to help set those bars themselves over what those guidelines should be or what those guardrails should be. Um, they're amazingly brilliant at setting things, even sometimes even more conservative than you as a business owner or somebody running a business may think about. Uh, they rarely will get together and say, you know, we all need triple the pay and we're not going to ever come to work and all these things, because honestly, the employees in a company, if they're not passionate about the vision of the company, if they're not passionate about helping the company be successful, you're going to lose anyway. So um, if you hire the right people and point them in the right direction over, over a, a mission that's passionate for them, um, they want the company to be successful.
0: Well, yeah, and it's beneficial to them as well, right? If, oh, if absolutely. It's, it's, been, it's doing really great. You know? So talk to me about who influenced your philosophy in life and business. Hmm. <laughs> it,
1: it's a cop out to say everyone. Um, yeah. I tend to be a collector, as you know, a collector of relationships. So I, you know, every single human that I meet, I learn something from. A few of them have learned what not to do. But I still learned something. Uh, probably on, on, um, on a very, very personal letter level, it was my father that was very specific over the fact that um, no matter what I do in life, I, I must uh, always be a, a man of integrity and a man of honor um, in whatever I decided to do. And those have been kind of, you know, foundational for me for any quest. Yeah. But every, every role that I've taken on in my life are, are typically roles that I've never done before or things that I think might be a challenge, but they've always been something I felt like that there was a higher purpose to be there. There was some calling. It was some mission for me to be there. Um, but, you know, in this, in this agile journey, if you will, you know, my first scrum class that I went to was Mike Visdo's, and so he was... You know, we all—I think we all remember the kind of the first training that we ever go to that just kind of shakes our head. Uh, so his probably was the first, but his wasn't the last because I've probably been to 40 or 50 different uh, CSM or CSPO classes over the years. But more than that, just just the passion of the people in the industry. You know, watching watching people uh, present at conferences that you can tell that they're they're not there selling anything yeah uh, they're actually basically screaming from their heart about what that they think is is wrong with the world and how that they would like to help solve it and you, you just it's infectious dave it, it's just infectious to watch how people are you know like somebody like I, i've told her this personally so someone like esther derby is yeah. one of those one of those people that if you if you're if you're listening to this and you go to any conferences and Esther is a, a sponsor of it, you'll notice that every every insert in the bag that she will provide as a sponsor is only useful content. Uh, she she will pay her money to be a sponsor to ensure that she can help give some gift. To everybody, it won't be a squeezy ball or a spinner or any of that kind of crap. It will be practical skills that you can use in your daily life to make your life better. I mean, and it's just like a, what a high road for somebody to take, you know, but that's how she invests her money when she sponsors, because she feels like that's a better way for her to get really great tactile learning about tips for retrospectives or whatever it is that she's on a theme for that particular year. Um, but people like that have always, always just inspired me.
0: Yeah. What a great inspiration. <laughs> she really is.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so for you, what are the key attributes that you believe enable satisfied customers in an organization? And the second part of that is, you know, so share a few about the Scrum Alliance. We're talking about, you know, what are the keys that make people, customers really satisfied? You know, I'm one of your customers, by the way. <laughs>
1: Well, maybe you should answer that question. <laughs> no, I mean, I was, uh, yeah, you know, um, it, it's it's in our particular organization, we are a trade organization, so we're a five hundred one c six nonprofit trade organization, which means that we're here to serve our members. We're here to serve the people within our community. And uh, we're reorganizing uh, now how that we're getting work delivered uh, to be very, very customer focused or very member focused or very community focused, if you will. Yeah. But giving them a voice in, uh, in what that they need, um, getting real customer feedback on products and services and ideas, letting them, you know, so like... For us, for instance, like our, our events, our gatherings, um, the themes and tracks are decided by our community. They're not decided by staff. You know, we, we, take a, um, we ask for volunteers and then they put together a, a team for, for North America or for Europe or somewhere else, and that team gets together and we, we help um, fund the time for them to be together to where they can be together face-to-face, and they build out an agenda as members of the community feeling like, or as customers of ours, feeling like for the event that's coming up, how's the best way to meet the people that are gonna show up? And so we not only just take the customer's feedback, we actually let the customers drive the products that we do. Uh, We let them steer, and then our jobs just become guides, if you will, to help them deliver the products that they really feel are necessary. um, our path to coaching program is another one that's um, it's out on our lab site right now. But you know, a group of the coaches came together and we're, our CECs and our, our CTCs and came together and said, you know, there's just this tremendous um, gap between people that are really good scrum masters and people that are really good coaches, and the world needs more coaches. And how can we help? And so we started helping them come together in a program improvement team. And quickly they launched 80 e-learning videos and and launched them out there in our learning management system, made it free to the world uh, to help give potential scrum masters all of the tools that they needed um, education-wise, just knowledge-wise to help become a coach. Um, And it was just so it's our, our, so really successfully engaged customers uh, are ones like that. Yeah. They not only are just getting listened to, but they can actually be involved in the product development and see the outcomes of their work.
0: That's beautiful. That's great that you, the, the community, it's, it's that vibrant and strong and engaged, right? Yeah. I mean, when you have engaged customers, it's amazing. Um, so talk to me about strategies and actions. Um, that a company would need to achieve business agility. That's the big conversation today, or it's the conversation that's happening with lots of people. I'm certainly interested in the dialogue. So,
1: um, I, I, to me, kind of on principle, business agility is the, is finally people acknowledging that um, um, this this thing that we, we love called agile and this way to work, isn't just relegated to software development and that once it's grown to the point, once it's gotten to the point that it's starting to bump into financial models and how budgeting happens or how hiring practices are, um, then, then they start having to figure out how to change the way that budgets are done. And how do we do compensation models when we're not, we're not going to incentivize individual performance, but we're going to incentivize team-based performance or we're not going to incentivize at all. But it's this, this concept that it is has to do with every piece of an organization. Now that doesn't mean to me that everyone in an organization has to run in one, in a scrum framework, right? It's, it's a mindset of having to understand how to make smaller bets, how to equip, people and how to get the hell out of the way as a business. Most of the time, businesses see their role as um, overarching and see their roles as compliance and see their roles as building containers. Um, real companies that understand their role, you know, their their role in creating a dramatic, you know, really, really wonderful products realize their job is to just get out of the way. And help enable the people do the thing. So, even here internally for us as a staff, we've um, we have what we're calling a team member experience team for our for our staff here. So, myself and my uh, Melissa Boggs, who's our chief Scrum master, like that HR, um, finance, legal, we consider ourselves this team member experience. So we set below um, the teams, these cross departmental teams that are focused on customers and the customers need. So we see ourselves as as stewards or as uh, servant leaders to try to help those teams. Yeah. So our job isn't about uh, pushing things to them. It's to help uh, help remove impediments for them and help them have all the staff that they need, have as much runway as they need to, to, get, to, to try to fuel the fires that they have to build really cool stuff. And I think there's where really, the the really kind of heart of what business agility is trying to get to. And I think it's hard for really, really large companies to think about taking an organizational pyramid and flipping it upside down, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, which we kind of did that here. We just decided the organizational pyramid may need to be flat and yeah. we're going to flip it upside down um, to be truly agile. But it, it, at, a, at least in the small increments of moves for me, it's, it's thinking about marketing and, and, HR and finance and those kind of roles. And then the the role leadership plays in that, uh, you know, when the product launches and it's terrible, does the leader start blaming somebody and want to start firing people or do they celebrate and say, oh my God, we were only four weeks into launching and we launched a version that failed really quickly. Look at all we learned. Yes, I mean, That's kind of a marker for a really great Um, leader in an agile company, that they actually can celebrate those failures quick.
0: Certainly. So what are you seeing as a trend, a business moving toward business agility? Is there a trend? um, Is it only a few companies who are unicorns? Uh,
1: Um, I don't know. Part of me is still a skeptic over some things, Dave. So they there There are true companies that do understand this and do really are really embracing what does it mean soup to nuts you know what it truly means to be an agile company. There are others that are um trying to put badges on different roles, just uh, thinking that that will kind of placate this and move it along um, but there is definitely a move i mean we're we're big sponsors in some of the other industry events in the finance world and HR world, and other things. And agility is one of the hot button topics in those kind of spaces. And what role do they play? Because you know, annual annual uh, budgets that are set two years in advance really don't equip an agile environment. Right. So they're they're trying to understand what their role is. So I I, I see it definitely as as climbing, um, but like as even the early days of agility, um, uh, there was an awful lot that were quick to just get a badge just to say that they were there. Yeah. So it's happening a little bit, but, and I'm a, I'm an eternal optimist. I'm, I'm hopeful for the world,
0: for sure. Right. I understand that. So let's talk about you being a coach a high school senior or college student. And um, what would you tell them about Agile and Scrum as a career option? I mean, I work with a lot of high school students and college students, so you know what would be your advice as a coach to them? What is the value of pursuing this path of agility and scrum
1: so there's there's two pieces to that um if we just think about the the business of agile right the business of an agile coach, the business of a scrum master, the business of a product owner, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, The demand is through the roof. Uh, I looked uh, just recently and there was well over uh, 12,000 openings for agile coach just in the continental United States. And many of those openings were for four or five or six agile coaches. Um, Scrum master openings are phenomenally more than that. So there's a tremendous amount of demand in this industry. So uh, I think it's a great career path for anybody looking for that. Now that being said, uh, this agile mindset is applicable in any career that they choose. So we live in a volatile changing world. You know, the, the pace of change that we're seeing today is the slowest pace of change that we will ever see in the future. So things are changing so rapidly that, understanding how to, how to make a small risk, small bites and, and release quickly, get customer feedback, test things, no matter what product that they're going to do or whatever kind of service industry that they're going to be in or whatever, um, that ability to learn a mindset of inspecting and adapting will apply in anything. So I, it's, if you're, um, if you're in that college age or high school age and you think that you're going to, uh, Uh, become an accountant and you're going to do the exact same thing for 40 years, you need to wake up because the world isn't doing that anymore, right? Um, You need to understand about the way that the world is moving. It's not, it's, this isn't your grandfather's world anymore. So some of the skills and stuff that we're teaching and helping the world to understand, I think are applicable in almost anything that you would take on. Um, I mean, I was thinking about, an electrician, you know, just think about a mindset of knowing I need to wire this whole building up. Do they, do they wire up the entire building before they check to see? Is it right? <laughs> yeah. Or do they wire one piece and check? Wire another piece and check? Do they, because let's test and validate as we go along, right? Those are the things we would tell them building software or in marketing or in anything else. So I think those skills can work just about
0: anywhere, Dave. That's perfect. That's perfect. So talk to me about your ideal form of work what would that be
1: oh um i am not probably your normal person to answer that so uh i love co-working spaces i like uh, chaos uh, i love uh, i love unstructured um whiteboard sessions um collaborative dreaming um uh, i'm I really don't enjoy having um, long three to four hour meetings. Uh, I like to be, um, I'm the guy that really doesn't plan much at all. I I kinda just wanna show up uh, and let's see what happens when we get the right people in the right room. So the more unstructured it can be, the more open, the more inviting, the more collaborative it can be, uh, the more that somebody can spout some idea and everybody else says yes and we can do this, that's my so I I, just like here every single staff here is just a member of our team I I see them as just um, that many of them are far smarter than I'll ever be I mean for God's sakes Um, I love getting a chance to be in a room with people that are far smarter than me and just dream Yeah, and that's that's really um, planning a meeting three months in advance to come together with a certain set of agenda items oh god no probably not
0: (laughs) i understand that i could completely relate to that so talk to me about do you have additional perspectives that you think people would like to learn about agile or scrum as a value contributor
1: do do i have additional perspectives well you know you you gave me
0: a lot of is there more you know you dream more is
1: there is this is this a seven hour podcast because
0: no, <laughs> This is my uh, final question. <laughs> you, you got to go off with a crescendo. <laughs> oh,
1: great. Well, maybe I should have read all these ahead of time. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know if I have any final thoughts. The problem of it is, is I always have something else in my head for sure on it. Um, my wife works for Habitat for Humanity.
0: Oh, wow. Nice.
1: Um, she's a finance manager at Habitat for Humanity and spending just a little bit of time with them and just listening to their director talk about some of the problems that they have having Yeah. and within a little bit I'm grabbing a bunch of post-it notes and I build kind of a big visible radiator on the wall and say well if you do this would this help you visualize your throughput and what the risks are and where your constraints and what's, what's blocked and what's not. And they go, Oh my God. So, um, they start running, they're going to start running in regular kind of sprint rhythms over how many houses can they get built and what stage are the houses and what stage is the lot ready and is financing, you know, some way to do it that they weren't doing before. So I think when I, and then then I, then I set it uh, mile high agile, And listen to somebody that is passionate about scrum and passionate about gamification. That is, um, has a family member that has Alzheimer's that is realizing and they volunteer to work because the biggest problem that they're having is that they can't get Alzheimer's patients to go through the drug tests. They have hundreds and hundreds of drugs that are waiting and the cure could be in there but they can't seem to get enough data to validate or invalidate a study to move forward. So this person is helping them use agile techniques, scrum and actually using some gamification so that um, uh, people will go through those trials because he believes that there's a cure in that list. uh, And so I think that that's where I get really excited about different ways of implementing scrum, that the way that when, it was originally written about by by Jeff a long time ago. Um, we're learning that some of these principles and practices fit a myriad of things. And we're funding uh, not far from you there in, in Phoenix. We help provide a lot of lot of funds for um, Hope High School and how that they teach uh, in agile in education. You know how they just 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 the amazing thing that they don't wait till the end to have a big bang graduation. The moment, the second that a kid passes enough and gets enough credit, Mm -hmm. they stop everything and bring the whole school together to celebrate that that one kid graduated right now, single piece flow, right? It's here. Yeah. You know, they don't have to wait another eight months or 10 months to graduate. They are graduated on that day. And um, I, I think that that's where, if you believe that agile and scrum only fit in software development or you believe it only fits in these certain little narrow boxes, you're wrong. Um, yeah, it's, it's a big world out there and we're learning every, I'm learning every time I turn around of some new implementation and some new way that we're helping, helping to make the world joyful, sustainable and profitable. And that's really kind of the goal of, of working in this kind of way that workers are happier, you know, business owners get product, get, get, get higher value returns. Um, customers get, get the product that they need and not the product that somebody thought that they needed. It's a win for everybody all the way around. It's not easy, but it is very, very, very effective.
0: I would agree my friend, Howard sublet chief product owner Scrum Alliance. I really agree. <laughs> You. Thank you for giving me your time today and um, sharing your knowledge with the Show with Dr. Dave podcast. And my my next book that's coming up is called Deliver Value. That's the name of the book. Everything else ah. after that is subtopic.
1: <laughs> uh, <the> okay. <laughs> yeah, Deliver Value. Del- I yes. like that. I like yes. that. Well, you'll have to make sure and send me a note when that comes out so I can get on Amazon and get it ordered.
0: Yes, so, without a doubt.
1: You know, without so- a doubt.
0: Thank you so much for your time. I have a few questions that I'm going to ask you offline. I think we have. Yes, I do have time.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Javi. Hello, this is Dr. Dave Cornelius again. Thank you for listening. We hope you were able to add to your awesomeness journey with this learning experience to obtain new knowledge. We are grateful to those who support us. We would like to thank our sponsor, Nalshare, for the continued support for this podcast. Visit www.nalshare.org to achieve your awesomeness through agile coaching and training, digital transformation strategy, agile organization development, lean business startup, and diversity, equity, and inclusion coaching. Nalsure.org also provides online workshops for PDUs and SEUs to help you maintain your existing professional development certification and achieve new ones. We support lean thinking and Agile life skills education through the 5 Saturdays Agile Education Program. Visit five saturdaysorg to donate your time, money, and knowledge. That's www.fivesaturdays.org. Check out Dr. Dave's latest book, Prayers to My Abba Father God, on Amazon.com, a focus on prayer to enable spiritual growth. You will also find his books, Elastic Minds, What Are You Thinking? and Transforming Your Leadership Character, The Lean Thinking and Agility Way, on Amazon.com. Look for the Share with Dr. Dave podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. The Share with Dr. Dave podcast is streamed on grokshare.com. If you have any questions for Dr. Dave, reach out on Twitter at Dr. Cornelius Info or at Nileshare. Copyright 2019 Nileshare. Until next time. Find your awesomeness.